0: Uh, good morning and welcome to worship at Rehoboth Church. It's a pleasure and a joy to have you join together with us. Whether you call um, Rehoboth your, your church home and you worship with us regularly or you're doing that for the very first time electronically, either way, it's a pleasure to have you with us and I want to give you an invitation to worship with us from week to week. It's a, a great place, a lot of great people, and I'm thrilled to be a part of God's ministry here. I just have one announcement for you as we get started this morning, and that is that um, on June 13th, we'll be partnering with Sleep in Heavenly Peace to build bunks. Um, that is uh, to make beds for children that are in Wexford and Misaki County. Going to meet a great need, and we're in need of just a few more people, so if God lays that on your heart, we'd love to have you join us. Today, of course, is Mother's Day, and uh, We want to celebrate that um, as best we can just by some words of encouragement and praise to our moms. I'm so thankful, I'm so grateful for all of the moms that are a part of the body of Jesus Christ here. An integral, um, key part of us fulfilling our our ministry as we think about that. Um, The the influence that you have in your children's life and in those that God has given um, around you is paramount. And I'm just praising him for the moms, for the grandmas, for the godly women that are part of the body of Jesus Christ here. We're going to pray about that in a moment and just offer a praise to God for each one of you. But first, I wanted to um, show a clip called Mom Goggles 2 by the Skit Guys. It's a humorous and yet reflective view of just who moms truly are and the things that they do. The Skit Guys.
1: warning, use of this product may alter your perception of reality? Everything looks the same.
2: Guys, can somebody hit me with some juice? And listen, pulp, no pulp, doesn't make a difference to me. You're the ones dealing with the diaper.
1: Mom goggles. Have fun glamping. What is that? I have no idea.
2: Uh,
1: we got this. Yep. I mean, think about this. The kids are older. Now they practically take care of themselves. Nobody understands me. We're doomed.
0: What did we do the last time they left us alone with the kids?
1: Mom goggles! Those things were so great. I mean, they helped us see things like Mom see things. Whatever happened to them? I definitely put them in a place I knew I would never forget. Great. Where are they? I forgot. Uh, computer phone, order two pair of mom goggles.
3: Ordering two pairs of mom joggers.
1: No. Uh, no. Goggles. Mom goggles. <laughs> be my baby!
2: You're so weird. Mm. <clears throat> no, no, no. <sighs> Just leave me alone! I hate you!
1: You come back here and say that to my face, young lady! You truly are a gift from God. And I hope you know I'm always here for you.
2: You're the best dad in the world. I'm sorry I don't tell you that more often.
1: I am going to cry like a man-child at your wedding.
2: Stop looking at me!
1: (sighs) Laundry. a pigsty in here mister how are you gonna organize your life if you can't organize your sock drawer first it's unmatched socks then unfinished homework then kicked out of school next
2: (gasps) jail. (laughs) how does she process this every day
1: all right one more time Plastic bowls up top, face down, forks up, knives down, plates in the center, pots and pans we wash by hand. Now repeat it back to me. No, I don't think the
0: joggers make you look fat. (sighs) I've got my dad's thighs.
3: Don't you need the goggles?
0: Yeah, I've seen your mom do this so many times. You have a great mom, you know that.
2: That's
1: great. Mm. Can you hand me the barf bucket? (laughs) Okay, here, here we go. I got your cat out of the dryer, you're welcome. I don't own a cat. How do they do it? Cats? Moms. How do they do all of this without the goggles?
0: They don't need them. <laughs> Moms have this God given ability. Yeah, it's like no matter what the circumstance, they always see the best version of what their kids
1: can be. Moms are a little glimpse of heaven. <laughs> hmm.
0: Oh, man, and I think, um, I know, that I know there's a lot of times when I probably should have mom goggles on, but, um, I hope like, um, like I should, I have a great deal of appreciation and thanks for all the things that, um, my wife, um, the mother of my children, um, does in, in our hearts and in our lives. And Lord, I, I just want to praise God for all of you, um, on this Mother's Day, um, Men, um, children, do what it is that you can do um, today to just give your mom uh, the praise and the honor that she deserves. Uh, Incredible women of God, and we are so incredibly thankful as a body of Christ for all of you that make up um, this church, um, who it is that we are in Jesus Christ, simply because you are incredible great moms. I'm thankful for you, and I want to take this moment and just um, pray for you and, and praise God for you. Just a special time of prayer. Would you join with me? Lord God, I am so thankful for the rich blessing of those special people that you put in our lives called moms. Lord, for all of the things that they do, for the way that you created them to be. Things that, oh Lord, um, nobody else can do. The way that they care for their children, the way that they love, the sensitivity, Lord, the the encouragement. I just give you praise and I give you thanks for them. Lord, you certainly um, blessed us in a profound and a wonderful way. When you created, designed, ordained, wonderful, wonderful gift of a person called a mom. Lord, words can't express um, what that means nor the gratitude that we have in our hearts for them. And Lord, not just for moms, but for grandmothers, for who they are, the influence that they bring in hearts and to lives. And then for godly women, period, oh Lord. For special women that you place in our lives, aunts, extended family members, friends, Women that are seeking to follow you and to be salt and light in the way that you've designed them to be. God, we give you praise for all of them. Lord, we lift them up. There's so many challenges that godly women are facing, that grandmas and mothers are facing today. And Lord, it's not an easy role to fulfill, but it is a deeply satisfying and gratifying one. Lord, we lay the the mothers that are part of our body of Jesus Christ here before You. We ask You, O Lord, to bless them with all that they stand in need of to be the mom that You created, redeemed, gifted, and called them to be. Lord, wisdom, love, grace, mercy, patience, kindness, and gentleness. Fill them to overflowing, O Lord, by the power of Your Spirit to be um, all that they can be as a godly mother. And we give you praise for them and for all that will mean in your holy and precious name. Amen. Well, it's one regret that I have of being off is that I can't say that to you personally in this moment, but I certainly say it genuinely. you are so incredibly thankful for everybody here, for all of the moms, for the grandmothers the godly women that we're blessed to have, be a part of this body of Jesus Christ. So thank you. I want to ask you to join with me again in prayer, Um, going up with your hearts, whatever it is that God leads you to. I want to ask you to be in prayer, not only during this moment, but in um, the days every day for the things that we're facing as a body of Jesus Christ. Um, some specific things. One, our search team for youth pastor and only gets final stages. I just pray for wisdom and discernment that we'll have clear leading. For our executive ministry team as we consider um, discern God's leading about reengaging. A um, lot of tough decisions, a lot of things to think about. And then so too, just for ministry, for the opportunities that he brings. And he's brought um, a few of them that have stretched us and brought us to a place that we haven't been before during these times but to be in prayer for them and for others that you know of, that you've heard about, that are experiencing special needs in times of distress now. Would you join together with me as we lift and lay those petitions and requests before the great Lord our God? Let's pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, I want to thank you for all that you are. Lord, You are a God that promises to protect us. You are a God that promises to keep us safe. You are a God that promises to empower and strengthen us. You are a God who promises to forgive our false steps, to give us grace when we make mistakes, when we sin. Lord, we give You praise and we give You thanks for that. You are a God who promises to lead us by Your presence inside the gift of the Holy Spirit To lead us, O God, to places that are full of rich blessings. To lead us, O Lord, in giving us wisdom and guidance in our lives. Lord, we ask for that. There's so many things that we're all encountering now that we haven't before. Lord, we just need to lean into your wisdom. We need to seek your counsel. We need to ask you, O God, God, to to lead us each and every day. Lead us, O God, as we consider what it means um, to follow You in this time, to be salt and to be light, to display Your presence, to live with our faith in You. God, we just pray that You make those ways clear for us, individually and as a body of Jesus Christ. And Lord, to, to not cease being who it is that we are, Lord, just as you continue to be our God in in great times and in hard times, so too do we need to continue to follow you to discern what that means and to continue, O God, to serve you and to love you and to be your children, to be followers of Jesus. Lord, help us to to figure that out and to to seek You and to be alert to the opportunities that You bring. And I praise You for the opportunities that You brought us as a a body of Jesus Christ. Lord, for the new ways in which we've discovered we can meet needs in our community and, and be people who love with the love of Jesus. And Lord, that's just the tip of the iceberg. There's so much there. We look forward to the day when we're going to be able to meet that need of beds. We look forward to the day when... We're going to be able to go and and proclaim the gospel, build houses half a world away. So many other opportunities, O God, that You bring. And You bring them right outside our door. You bring them to our own homes. Give us, O God, eyes to be alert to see and hearts to be filled with Your strength to seize the moment and the opportunity to be just who You're desiring us to be. Lord, to help us to realize, just as the truth we're going to hear about in a few moments, that when those opportunities arise and we're wondering and we're facing things perhaps that we're fearful of or that we're not sure about, that we have a lot of doubts about, O oh Lord, that we indeed are equipped for this moment, that You've empowered us and that indeed we were born for this. Might it be in Your holy and in Your precious name we pray it. Amen. I want to ask you to listen to a song now. Um, one that you probably don't know. It's a song by um, Mandisa. And it's a song that was sung to reflect Esther's life. That's the truth that we're going to step into in just a moment as we begin a new series. And it is entitled Born for This. And it speaks about Esther and that moment that she was facing to rise up and to be who God had created her to be in that moment. Open up your heart so you can prepare to, to open it up to the truth that God's going to bring through His Word. Born for this by Mendiza. Mm-hmm. That is an incredible song that Mandisa sang that was, was based on the life of Esther and truth that's there in her story. and comes on the heels of a series entitled, He Is, when we looked at God as our shield, our protector, our refuge, our safe place, our rock, our strength. And as we start a new series entitled, Get Out of Your Box... We start with truth that is indeed based on the life of Esther and the story of Esther. It's practical and relevant, and it's truth that will help lead us through what this pandemic not only has brought, but what it will continue to bring. The series Get Out of Your Box is um, going to look at seven different boxes that we build and that we construct in our lives. Boxes that God asks us in various ways to get out of. And today, we're going to start by looking at this box. A box called our comfort zone. Those boundaries and those areas in our life that we stay in simply because of, We're safe simply because it's comfortable there. That had a lot to do and came into play with the challenge that Esther faced. She had a a box, a comfort zone that she could either stay in or that she could get out of. I want to ask you as we begin um, looking at this Word and this truth, just to seek and to try to listen to what it is that God is sharing and telling you about your box, one that we all have. Um, You know, they're they're different shapes, they're different sizes, they're built out of different things, this thing called our comfort zone, that box that we crawl into. But God beckons us to step out of them and go to a place where the truth of us song we're going to hear next week, a place where Jesus is. A place to discover new things, to be stretched. And to live in the power and the presence of God. So I invite you as you listen to the story of Esther and these words of truth to hear what he would have to say to you about that. Hear the Word of God. Esther 4, verses 9-16. to Hathach went back and reported to Esther what Mordecai had said. Then she instructed him to say to Mordecai, All the king's officials and the people of the royal provinces know that for any man or woman who approaches the king in the inner court without being summoned, the king has but one law, that he be put to death. The only exception to this is for the king to extend the gold scepter to him and spare his life. But thirty days have passed since I was called to go to the king. When Esther's words were reported, back to Mordecai, he sent back this answer. Do not think that because you are in the king's house, you alone of all the Jews will escape. For if you remain silent at this time, relief and deliverance for the Jews will arise from another place. But you and your father's family will perish. And who knows but that you have come to royal position for such a time as this. Then Esther sent this reply to Mordecai. Go, gather together all the Jews who are in Susa and fast for me. Do not eat or drink for three days, night or day. I and my maids will fast as you do. When this is done, I will go to the king, even though it is against the law. And if I perish, I perish. This is the word of God. Might it be written in our hearts and lived in our lives. So what predicated this? What created this situation for Esther? I just wanted to um, recap that story for you, share again. Perhaps you know the story of Esther, perhaps you don't. But here's what happened that kind of set the stage for this. So Esther was a a simple Jewish girl. Um, The Jews were in captivity. They were in a foreign land. And they were living there, but they were living there peacefully, no problems. She was brought into the house of Mordecai, who was her cousin, when both of her parents died. And we read in Scripture just prior to this text that Mordecai took her in as his own daughter. He raised her, cared for loved her. Well, life was going along with that, and then something happened in the kingdom. King Xerxes, because his queen disobeyed him, Queen Vashti, um, banished her. We don't read fully exactly what that meant. So she was just simply disposed, removed from her place, a position, or power, or if she was killed. Don't know. King was incredibly anger, angry at her. Um, she was disposed, and then there was a search made in all the kingdom to find a new queen. And cutting the story short, Esther was chosen out of thousands and thousands of young women to be the next queen. The story continues because Mordecai then, who was a well-respected individual in the community, refused to bow to a man named Haman. And Haman was somebody who had been elevated to a position of power second only to the king in the whole kingdom. So he was incredibly powerful and he was also a little bit arrogant, full of himself. And he required that as he passed by and as he walked, people should bow down and, and kneel to him. Well, Mordecai refused to do that. It enraged Haman so much that not only he de- did he desire to, to kill Mordecai, but he desired to kill all of the Jews. And he got the king, King Xerxes, to unwittingly sign an order that that would be true. So Mordecai goes into grieving, and then he reaches out and contacts Esther. And that's where this truth started, where this passage began. He sends a message to her, and he says, hey, you need to go to the king, and you need to beg for the lives of all of the Jewish people. I want you to stop, and I want you to think about that. What it is that his request, what it is he was saying that that Esther had to do, because this is true, it created a heart-wrenching reality for Esther. And I just want you to take a minute and think about that because certainly we have our challenges. We're asked to get out of our boxes, our comfort zone, but this was a big one. It was huge. See, at the very least, what indeed could happen would be that, and we don't know if this was true for Bathsheet again, if she would be disposed, if Esther would um, be disposed or banished from the life that she had. And what a life it was. She'd never experienced anything like that. Esther had been plucked out of a simple life and brought into the life of being a queen. She had everything that she wanted, all of the comforts that one could ever ask for. All of her needs met all of her wants. It was a true life of opulence. She was the queen of the king who reigned over the most powerful nation on the face of the earth. Anything she wanted, she could get. She had that comfort, all the comforts of life. As we say it, she was set for life. And of course, being in the household of the king, she was in a place that was incredibly secure. No safer place than the palace and the home of the king in terms of protection and security. So she had all of that. That simple request was asking her to risk not only all of that, And I want you to think about that in terms of the challenges we get again. But it was a request. The reason it was so heart-wrenching is because she knew that this request meant she would be risking her life. You see that in verse 11. That's what she shares back with him. Do you know what it is that you're asking me to do? Just simply the law was this, if you went into the presence of the king and he didn't extend his scepter to you, you would be hauled off and you would be killed. We might consider that brutal and to be sure it was, but that was the reality. That's what was true. It didn't even matter that he would deny her request. The mere fact that she would go there unsummoned could result in her death. And then, of course, if she makes a statement or she requests something that has to do with an edict that the king himself wrote, wow. And keep in mind, she already knew what had happened and what the king was prone to do in terms of his anger. He had already banished one queen. What would happen to her? She had to have a lot of fears, a lot of worries, a lot of wonderings about what could this mean if I do this? It was an incredibly hard spot, difficult moment for her. To say that being asked to do that brought her outside of her comfort zone had to be an understatement. And yet that's the reality. That's the request. It was heart-wrenching for her. She replies that to Mordecai. Do you understand? Do you know what you're asking me to do. I want to take a look at his response for a minute because I'm sure that it weighed in on Esther's final response. He gives a response that is full of truth. And I want to look at that for just a moment because there's a great side truth in here among other things. So here's what he says. This is the first truth that he gives to her. She's, she's wondering and she's thinking about it. He said, don't think, this is this verse 13, don't think that because you are in the king's house, you alone of all Jews will escape. He, he's telling her like it is. He's being brutally honest with her. Listen, you're a Jew too. Everybody knows it. Uh, you were selected from a Jewish household. Could you be protected? Maybe, but don't think for alone that you won't. You know, the depths of evilness and wickedness and the man that he had encountered and the rage that he had for all Jews could far extend to Esther as well. And if you decide to stay in your box and not step out of it, don't think that you're safe in that box. That's not necessarily true, Esther. And then these words in verse 14, if you remain silent at this time, and then you skip down a little bit, you and your father's family will perish. See, there's a a reality and a truth there. He's setting the table. I don't know if that last statement had to do with the leading that he had from God. He was a man of prayer. He was a godly man. But it's something that he knew was true, and he shared it. Those were things that Esther had to consider had to consider and he displays also incredible faith I just I just love this about what Mordecai said when you look in the middle of that I skipped it but for if you remain silent at this time and then these words relief and deliverance for the Jews will arise from another place do you see that what is it that Mordecai is saying you might be silent you might not seize this opportunity you might stay in your box but I want you to know something Relief and deliverance will come from God somewhere, somehow. He probably had no clue in terms of what that meant, but that's what he believed. He said, you just have an opportunity at this moment to be a part of God's plan. Yes, I know what it means for you. Don't think that because you stay in your box, it won't mean the same thing. But I know God is going to bring deliverance. Are you going to step up and step out or not? I want to say something about the truth that's there and, and really is so applicable on Mother's Day. And it is the need to say hard things in hard times. To love enough to be bold and to be honest and be truthful about what is. See, that's a box that we have too, Right? That's one of our comfort zones. We don't like saying things that are uncomfortable. We don't like saying things that that create tension. We don't like doing it to strangers. We don't like doing it to people that we love. And yet, if we love enough, that's exactly what we'll do. That's what Mordecai is saying. He had a special relationship with Esther. There's probably nobody else that would say or could say the things that he did to her. And he did it because he loved her and he loved others. So he said what needed to be said. He was blunt, honest. That's a great lesson that we could learn. It's a lesson within a lesson. Truth within a truth. And moms, the way that God made you in terms of all of that sweetness and that sensitivity, it is awesome. It is great. There are times when you need to tell it like it is. When you need to say things that maybe are hard. When you need to say things that are going to cause tears. It's going to create a little bit of disruption. I I know some moms I have no trouble with that. And I know others that it's just an incredible struggle for. Simply because of who they are. So sweet, so sensitive. But if we love enough, that's what we'll do. We'll be honest. We'll be forthright. Because the reality is, and this is a great example of it, sometimes a few tears, a little bit of disruption, a little bit of heartache, saves a whole lot of devastation, pain, and hurt later. I know that you've seen those examples. I I know you know what I'm talking about, but it takes us getting outside of our comfort zone to do those things. Praise God, Mordecai did. It made a huge difference as Esther heard those words and she had to pray about him. She had to think about him in terms of what it meant for her and where she was at and what God was calling her to do. So he shares those truths. And in those words that he shares, and they end with this, and who knows, the end of verse 14, and who knows but that you have come to royal position for such a time as this. There it is. You've got your comfort zone, your royal position. Life is great for you right now, Esther. You've got everything that you'd ever need. There's no worries. There's no fears. There's no sense of security that that you have that you're in question of. You have it all. But who knows that that very thing that makes you comfortable is not the reason why God is giving you this challenge. Think about it. And she does. The challenge that Mordecai gives her in those words is a challenge that all of us receive. And I would submit to you (laughs) all of the time. Our challenge is to get out of our box as followers of Jesus Christ. To get out of our comfort zone. See, we all have places that, that we're secure and that we feel safe in. And we construct those boxes using all different kinds of things so that we stay there and that we, we don't like getting outside of those boxes. And we do that with every single thing that comes our way. And when we have probabilities and opportunities, or we have things that are being set before us that we maybe instantly raise that level of anxiety in us or cause fear. We we have those boxes that we step into, or that we could continue to step out of. Esther had hers, and she received a challenge. This time that we're in right now has created a lot of challenges for us, and everybody has built a box. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it's made out of. I don't know the boundaries. I know what they are for me. I don't know what they are for you. But I want to submit to you, now is the time to think about getting out of your box. I don't even know what that means for you. And I don't have an agenda. I'm not pretending to tell you something. Just to listen to God. What is it that He's saying to you? About you being salt and about you being light. About you rising up in a challenge of following him, of walking where he is. Maybe it would mean doing nothing different than you're doing now. Maybe it would mean doing a whole lot of different things. And it's not just for this time, it's for, for, of course, every day of our lives to follow him because the places that Jesus calls us to, I want to submit to you more often than not, create a level of discomfort for us. The things that he challenges us to trust him in. And again, this time is is filled with them. Even think of the one about about economically. There are a lot of people who have a lot of wonderings and anxiety about what this is going to mean. A lot of people who had their income, their livelihood, their job impacted. Are you going to step out of your box and trust God that he's going to take care of you? that He's going to provide. Whatever that means. That He'll be your shield, your refuge, your rock. He'll be who He promises and says that He is. Well, that was a challenge that Esther had. Did she really believe that God was who He said He was? The things that she had learned about God growing up in Mordecai's home. The truth that she had read. So she responds. And she says this. It's so profound. Verse 16. Go, gather together all the Jews who are in Susa and fast for me. And I want to say this. The, the word fast, we relate that to not eating. And that's true, but it was a time of focus on God. It was a time of prayer, of entering into God's presence. That's what fasting meant for them. And so she says, go get people together, have them do that. Don't eat or drink for three days, night and day. And then this, and my, I and my maids will fast as you do. We're going to do the same thing. We're going to be praying and praying hard. And then she says this, and that's a part of that discerning process, prayer. God, speak to me. This is the challenge that you've given to me. I'm fearful. We, have, we have, When we're talking about getting outside of our comfort zone, we face real fears. And it doesn't matter if anybody else thinks that they're real or not. They're real for us. And when God gives that challenge, praying and laying it all before him so critically important, that's what she does. So she has that time and that space to pray through, to, to look at her fears, to look at, What God is saying about who He is. And then she says this when this is done, I will go to the king, even though it's against the law. Think about that for a moment. I know what the law is, but I will do as you request. And I go to the king, I'll do it. I get outside of my box. And then these words that give a window and an insight into her heart. That is so incredible. And if I perish, I perish. What an incredible statement. You know why it's incredible? Because it speaks about the sheer faith that Esther had in who God was. Her trust and her belief. (laughs) If I die, I die. But you know what? I'm going to honor. I'm going to do what God asks. Again, another story. We've seen stories all through that. Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego. Daniel and I instead. The the stories are countless. Esther is right there. And she says, I am going to take a huge leap of faith regardless of what it's going to mean. There's so much there in those words that I want you just to wrestle with, to think through, and pray about for you right now in this time. And each and every day, God brings a challenge. There's a story, Esther's story is a story of incredible, incredible faith. Now, you know how this story turned out, perhaps. She does. She's a woman of her word, she's a woman of faith, a godly woman. She devises a plan. She thinks it through. She's prayed about it. She devises a plan. She takes a step and a leap of faith. The plan goes into action, and God does something miraculous. All of the Jews are saved because of her plan. Mordecai saved. She saved. They all live. And not only that, as God would have it, the blessings in terms of that he poured out, Mordecai was given a place of honor elevated to a position of great power in the kingdom as a result. Incredible blessings. And because of that then favors and blessings poured out upon the Jewish people. Because God was their shield. He was their safe place, their refuge, and He was their strength. Profound, profound. Have you ever seen that in the living of life? Have you experienced that in your life? where you've stepped outside of your box and you've experienced the blessings of God. I've seen it so many different times. You know, last um, Easter in 2019, not this very past one, but the Easter before, uh, somebody came who shared their testimony with you. A young man named Nathan Wolfert. Maybe you remember him. Nathan got into a, a tragic accident, lost both of his legs. He was a double amputee. That's about all I would need to say about comfort zones and boxes but repeatedly as he went through that process and since then Nathan has had to get out of his box time and time again and guess what he has He's brought incredible honor to God simply because of his faith and his belief that God was who he said he was that he cared for and protect him help him be able to do things that he couldn't even imagine doing himself one of those was even coming and talking to you and sharing his story it's not up in his wheelhouse. But he did it. And since then he's he's appeared as as a mentor, come alongside him, spoke at places to encourage, to inspire, and give hope to all kinds of young men and women who've lost a, a limb. It's profound. I I thought of a young woman named Sharon. Sharon was somebody who um lived in a house with a daughter who gave her um, an ultimatum. And as a mom, it was incredibly crushing. She basically said, do what I want or I'm gone and I'll never speak to you again. How's that? Think about that, moms, in terms of if that would happen to you. Sharon Sharon prayed about it. And then she did what what Mordecai did. She she had that conversation, and she told it like it was, shared truth. And that was way outside of her comfort zone. She risked the relationship that she had with her daughter and ever seeing or speaking to her again. She stepped way outside of her box. Guess what? God honored that, blessed it, profound results, has a great relationship with her daughter this very day. I thought of another woman named Sharon who had um, this Intense hope and desire to be a mom, but couldn't have children. Her and her husband exhausted every single medical means that they had, spent tens of thousands of dollars to become parents it didn't happen at the end of the day. The doctor said, "We can't help you anymore. There's no way that you're going to be able to have your own children <laughs> I remember the times I'm praying and talking with her and, and the and the and the overwhelming thought was this do, do you believe, do you have faith that God can can do that? That you can be a mom biologically. Sharing with a woman of great faith. And I know that sometimes that's outside of God's will. He's got different ideas and plans, but it was in His will and He honored her and she is the mom of three beautiful children today. God did what the doctors said couldn't be done. Profound stories. Do you think that that took a lot of faith for her? I mean, you think about the fears and the worries and the insecurities about what she needed to step out of to believe that. And to pursue it, it's the story of Abraham all over again. Profound stories. And I just wonder, I wonder today, in this moment, what does that mean for you? What is your box? Where is it that you're that you're staying safe in and you're hiding and you're not, you don't even want to listen or hear from God. You just simply want to go and 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 do this and do this and and follow along. And yet God's speaking. He's calling, hey, I'm over here. Come on, let's go. I've got a place where you're going to discover who I am, the blessings, and, and see, see me face to face in. Experience the great things I have waiting for you. What, what is your box? What does it look like? What is it that you've constructed in your life, this comfort zone that you refuse to step out of? I don't know. But you do. And I know that whatever it is, that God has challenged you to think about it. To trust Him and let Him be who He is in your life. When Esther did, that was the rest of the story. And it was profound and it was powerful. And it changed the landscape of human history. I know that it's hard to step outside your box. I just wanted to to end this time by looking at a couple of, of simple truths out of this story that are steps to help you step outside of your box. Maybe you're wondering where to begin. The first is this. Identify your box. I mean, be honest about it. What is my box? For Esther, it was the choice that she had to make. Her box was her comfort zone, her opulent lifestyle. I'm in this box. I'm being asked to get out of it. Identify your box. Be honest about it. Second step is this. Pray, pray, pray. (laughs) You, You can never pray enough. We're told in God's Word to pray continually. In Ephesians 4, to lay all of our petitions and requests before God. That's what he desires of us. That's what Esther does. She says, I will pray and fast as you do. I'm going to give this a lot of prayer. I'm going to figure this out and just seek God's leading in this because I know what he wants me to do. Not only to pray, pray, pray yourself, but to ask others to pray, pray, pray. I know this can be hard because sometimes when we're thinking about our box and we're thinking about our fears and getting outside of our comfort zone, Sometimes some of the things that we fear other people would view as ridiculous. That's okay. They're real to you. Don't worry about that. It's hugely important. It's a powerful thing to ask other people to pray for you. That's what Esther does. She tells Mordecai, hey, get people praying for me. I need it. I'm facing a big challenge. I'm being asked to get outside of my comfort zone in a huge way. Have people pray for me. And then the last one is to take that step of faith. See, Esther had a plan, and she did it in steps and processes. And she stepped outside of her box, and then she took another step. It's important to begin, to start to move towards where God wants you to go. It all begins with one step. Sometimes it might seem like this big, huge thing, but if you break it down and you need to take that small step, others will follow. Like the last one, take a leap of faith. It calls for sheer faith. And sometimes we skip that small step and we just take this big jump. I don't know what it is that God's calling you to do. Those are things that can help. And I encourage and challenge you to do that. We read about and we celebrate the way that Esther responded to the challenge to get out of her box. What is it that God's going to do in your life? What kind of story is He going to write simply because you decided to get outside of your box for you, for the people that you love and care about, for your relationship with Him? Let's pray together. Gracious Heavenly Father, I thank You for Your Word and Your truth, and I thank You for the story of Esther. What an incredible, courageous, bold woman she was. What a great woman of faith to receive that challenge and then to get out of her box. Lord, to do it in a way that brought You honor and glory, that pleased You, and that You responded to by rising up and saying the lives, not just hers, not just Mordecai, who was like her father, but millions of others. Help us, O oh Lord, to do the same, to walk towards You with faith and with boldness and with courage, to meet our fears face to face and to trust in You, to get out of our box, our comfort zone, as we seek to follow You fully, completely, and with not a spirit of fear, but with a spirit of sonship. We ask this in your holy and your precious name. Amen. There's another great song I want you to listen to and to praise God about, um, but just to discern as you're thinking about your box. This call for such a time as this, again, based on this truth in Esther by Wayne Watson. (laughs)
1: Believe. <laughs> Time is this.
0: Ah, what a great song communicates that truth for such a time as this. It gives us a lot to think about and a lot to praise God for. Brothers and sisters, you've been um, generous in this time with uh, the giving of your gifts, your tithes, your offerings. Um, again, um, we're not going to come knocking on your door this week, but we really appreciate the fact that you've been willing to do so and be faithful in that. We're still being the church, there's still needs that are being met, and and a lot of incredible stories um, during this time in terms of the way God's using us. So I really appreciate that. Again, um, a lot of different ways to do that. mailing it in, dropping it off online, all good. And we're incredibly thankful and express our thanks and appreciation to you for responding to God's goodness and His faith and His blessings in your life by giving back a portion of what He's blessed you with. Would you receive um, God's blessing at this time? Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace so that you would overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. And so doing, bring Him honor and glory now and forevermore. Amen. Brothers and sisters in Jesus Christ, have a great week seeing who God is as you get out of your box.